I'm Tyler Dennering. I'm Connery Hansen. And this is The Franchise, yet again. As always. <laughs> As always. It's not a different podcast this time. You click on the link that says The Franchise. Welcome it's to not a different one. The Last of Us Part 2 podcast, which is all I want to really talk about. <laughs> yeah, we've converted it to that, even though I haven't played the game. I'll talk <laughs> about it a lot and just pretend like I know what's happening. Yeah, you'll question me, be like, that doesn't sound fun, Connor. And I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> I hear yeah, you play guitar. <laughs> I hear you play guitar. You do. Uh, today we, I don't know. I guess maybe we will talk about Last of Us Part Two, even though I haven't played it. <laughs> Sounds oh, I'm like we'll have to. It. I have like an essay plotted out. <laughs> oh but we're God. playing and we're talking about <laughs> another. God damn it! We're talking about another two. I guess Back to the Future Two. Hey. Where there's plenty of uh, zombies and tough moral choices, and uh, yeah, it's not really like that. A lot but of leaving your friend behind. Yeah, that's, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, more so your girlfriend. Just leaving her knocked out in trash for two hours, I Which guess. Which oddly does reflect The Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> oh. Spoiler alert. Uh, wink. You hang out in trash. <laughs> uh, yes, and we're talking about Back to the Future 2, and coming back for the second time... Is past and future guest Ryan Hasagawa. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. It's me, Hi Ryan. Thanks Ryan. for coming. <laughs> yeah, no problem, dude. I like how you use like past and future, just like. But then imagine like you never invite me back after this. <laughs> it's just like uh, you'll I, be on. It's in your contract. <laughs> we make all, all our guests fi- sign a ten feature deal. We're like yeah. old Hollywood up in here, <laughs> and we pay you right. zero dollars. All that money it's... that I'm getting paid for this. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. You're not getting paid anything. We, we play on... by like 1910 rules, baby. <laughs> oh, we sign on with guilt. <laughs> It's like, hey, you're a friend. You have to help us out on this podcast. Or else what? <laughs> uh, nothing. We'll be sad. And you'll be like, oh, I feel bad. And then you'll just like forget about it. And then we fun. say, you, you're responsible for this. You could have prevented this downward spiral we're currently <laughs> oh yeah, we just, <laughs> what a way to threaten just like he's like i don't you don't think i'm gonna tank this podcast i'm gonna totally tank this podcast <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah ryan thank you for making it happen on this episode because uh as you told us before <laughs> you don't have your mic uh, that you used last time with you. Yeah, um, currently because... I'm kind of like jumping between houses. So currently what I'm doing is I'm Skyping with you guys on one set of headphones and then I'm recording <laughs> with my iPhone with the like earpod microphone into there and I'm hoping that this recording goes smoothly because there's no <laughs> real way to like really monitor my audio right now. I did Let me tell you, tests. Ryan, me too. I'm also <laughs> hoping it goes well. <laughs> Well, just uh, just listen to our audio if this doesn't work, and then just fill in the gaps. Yeah, <laughs> where there's just silence where you guys are like not listening. You guys are just listening and just like, yeah, that was great, Ryan. Haha, you're so funny, Ryan. <laughs> hey, great one. It'll yeah, happen ooh. someday. We'll have some kind of invisible guest. We'll be like, ha ha ha. Yeah. So then you yeah. can just like literally have someone go come in and like ad lib the rest of their talks about the movie, and then you're just like, wow, what an astute observation. It'll happen at some point because someone's audio will get lost. <laughs> and of course, we're going to release the episode anyway in that case. Yeah. yeah. What's the worst that could happen? I know, right? But, I mean, um, we definitely won't lose anything. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I've already screenshotted you, Ryan, because you have two different pairs of headphones in your ears. Oh, nice. Thanks. So I'll share that to our Instagram. Right. Oh, good. Right. That's going to be on the Instagram. But um, 
yeah, one last thing, I guess, before we talk about our our usual stuff. Uh, we're going to switch over to one episode a week instead of two. Because, uh, I don't know, me and Connor talked about it, and I feel like we put in 20 solid episodes of, like, two a week. And it's getting to the point now in... I keep wanting to say quarantine, but I don't even know what the fuck's going on in the world anymore. <laughs> the mistake is what I'm calling it. The yeah. big oops. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I feel like more stuff is happening, and it's like stuff changes on the fly. So we're just going to do one episode a week. And um, I don't know. I noticed the last few episodes that my mouse is too loud, so I fixed that. <laughs> but uh, this will just give us more time to clean up stuff and... Uh, we'll have a little longer episodes this way instead, give you a little more production value that way. Oh, good. So, yeah. yeah. I hope you Let's all enjoy the new format. Uh, if you don't, email us and uh, we'll read it, but we'll probably not do anything about it. <laughs> we just like literally just show it to each other and be like, get a load of this fucking guy. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I should have checked right now, but I don't think anyone's emailed us yet. Yeah, even though I like keep telling people to email us and like even sign us up for spam, like we not even signed up for spam yet, so. But then, like, well, at this rate, you would, like, probably know who did it. <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> That's the whole idea. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, but besides doing one episode a week, uh, we'll have some fun things lined up in the future for possible, you know, doing some second episodes per week that are shorter vis-a-vis following a new season of a TV show that might be related to a franchise. Which I like a lot. I love TV, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, and I should watch more TV, said no one ever right. me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really behind on watching shows, so we'll do that too. Exciting. But uh, yeah, Ryan, what's, what's new with you since Writers of the Lost Ark? <laughs> since Writers, Writers of the Lost, of the Lost Ark. Ark. <laughs> <laughs> um, not a whole lot. Um... On the flight back from Michigan, because I was just in Michigan uh, for like a week, I did watch um, Can You Ever Forgive Me with Melissa McCarthy. That was surprisingly good. Like, I was like not sure what to expect going into it, but she does give quite a good performance on that. Um, And I started uh, Booksmart. I was really entertained by that, too. And then the plane landed, so. That's good. I really liked uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me when I watched it. I I actually enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. It's like I didn't, I don't know, like I I'm used to seeing Melissa McCarthy in like a lot of dramatic role or not in a lot of uh, comedic roles. And so seeing her in like a very serious dramatic role that was like really layered, I was like, wow, she's got some, got some fucking chops here. Yeah. She can, she knows what she's doing. I mean, all that time in Gilmore girls pays off. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, all that time. Gilmore girls. <laughs> what? When are we going to go over Gilmore girls? <laughs> We're not. There's already a podcast about that. Oh, I hear right. it's really good. Oh, Is it a shit, franchise? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> if there's a movie, we'll do it. But yeah, I was just gonna say all that experience she got on Happy Time Murders. Yes, Happy Time Murders. What is that? <laughs> it's that Muppet movie. Well, not Muppet, oh, but like puppet. where it's like, like yeah, ooh, I do remember that. Puppets. Yeah, yeah, but that's also it's comedic. Actually, yeah, it's actually directed by Jim Henson's son, who like directed some good Muppets movies. So it's just <laughs> like really random. What's that uh, movie you showed me where it's like <laughs> okay. the demented Muppets? Like, does Peter Jackson oh, direct it's Peter it Jackson, like that? Uh, the, yeah. uh, not the Weezers, the... <laughs> the Weezers. Beverly Hills. Meet the Feebles. There we go. Meet That's it. Yeah. I already yeah, showed but... that to me. I had just the worst time watching that. 
I think I showed you a lot of stuff where you like didn't even know me super well at that point. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, check out this really weird thing. But but I thought that I thought that bonded us. So I was like, huh. All right, this is what he's into. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the first movie we ended up going to get to like see when we were roommates was Tusk, and we right. both ended up liking it. And I had no <laughs> idea if like we'd both feel the same way about that movie. It's like, yeah. okay, cool. Like I we remember can watch us weird leaving. Shit. I remember us leaving the theater, and you being you kind of like looking at me like so. uh... <laughs> What'd you think about that? And I was like, I really enjoyed it. And you're like, oh, good, I enjoyed it too. <laughs> it was that moment where you're trying to figure out how weird the other person was, and you were just like, yeah, oh, exactly. thank God, exactly. this is going to work. Your like, roommate that's like in film too, it's just like, mm, like where's, yeah. the, where's the boundary here for weirdness? Yeah, he was just like, you, should you I show, show him a... my Jinji Ito collection? Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I would say, yes, yes, yes. I yeah. think I did show you a uh, Big Man Japan also, Connery. Yes, you did show me Big Man. That was fun. That was a fun watch. Have you watch. seen that, Ryan? Uh, I haven't. I saw some trailers for it, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, it's just like a kaiju movie, except it's just like a huge, like really big guy that's just like a human, but he gets really big, and then he just talks to kaiju, and it's fun. <laughs> you could say he's a big man in Japan. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Tyler, what have you been doing? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I've just been doing, uh, been recording, like, or not recording, frick. Uh, I've been doing photo- product photography, like, three days a week again. Oh, good. Nice. Uh, in the studio, because there's, like, only me and one other person in, like, the whole building, basically. Mm. We just, like, wear masks and stuff, so it's been, like, fine, hopefully. <laughs> but... All things considered, it's it's been fine. But yeah, I've been doing that, and then just watching stuff. And I finally beat The Witcher three. Woo. Uh, wild hunt. And uh, I beat all the expansion packs first before beating like the main mission. And I probably have like 160 hours on that game, something like that. Like it's probably like the longest. Well, actually, I played Skyrim a lot. Yeah. Before this, but. Um, yeah, so I went back to the main mission, and it was, like, really easy to kill everybody. I'm like, oh, it just became, like, a little anticlimactic, unfortunately. But uh, at the very end, um, I guess, so spoilers for Witcher 3, if you haven't played it. There's, like, three different endings. Um, one of which is, like, Siri. She's kind of like your adopted daughter that you, like, look after. Even mm-hmm. though she can just, like, take care of herself and everything. It's just, like, you just have, like, this... You have, like, semi-dad issues with her where, like, you raised yeah. her kind of and now she's, like, an adult woman and you're like, I'm not sure what our relationship is anymore. <laughs> yes. So I was, like, watching a cutscene at the end of the game and I was, like, but I was also looking at, like, the Witcher wiki or whatever to see, like, what would happen of, like, the different endings because I just, like, couldn't wait to see what happened. I needed to, like, see what my choices were to make sure I made the right choices because there's a couple choices throughout the game that'll, like, affect things. But, um... <laughs> Spoiler alert, like, one of the endings, Siri dies, and I guess you die also. That's, like, the worst-case scenario. Oh, no. And yeah. the one I I got is that I thought she died, because, like, you go to her, like, her, her actual dad, who's, like, the emperor of, like, a certain... Like, he hired you in the first place to find her, and you tell him she's dead, and I got so mad and just instantly messaged Connery. <laughs> I like I cheated so all the things that I still lost. <laughs> I, know, I, was like, I thought I did everything right. I thought I did everything right in this game. I played it for like 200 hours and I still fucked up. Like I was so mad. You were like <laughs> livid. You were like, I can't believe this garbage. Who would want this ending? <laughs> you were so mad. 
I was like, why would they make this ending for someone who played this game for like this long? Like they know how long someone played this game. They're trying to teach you an important lesson about life. Yeah, I, yeah. I literally I literally wanted to text you like, I guess he just really screwed up, dude. I guess that's what happens when you play an asshole. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but my guy was just like, I mean, I actually I ended up doing the right decisions because later on, like, you meet a mysterious figure in a in a pub or whatever, and it is Siri. I'm just like, <laughs> I just had such a whiplash reaction, <laughs> and like I feel like I like don't do that very often. But then it's just like I put so many hours. Like I was just like, this is why I don't watch TV. This is why I don't play really long video games. Jesus, you fucking really like took out all of, of your aggression sh- on this one yeah. fucking scene and me. <laughs> Like this is like uh, if I put forty hours into a TV show, then it sucks. This is why I don't do that. Like it's like the same thing. So. Oh my god! Anyways, yeah, it really spiraled. I ended up doing the right thing, <laughs> and then it was fine. So <laughs> it was fine. I also messaged our, our friend, past and future guest Alyssa Wise, because she's big on The Witcher too, and I think she didn't know that you, Siri could die either. But yeah, I was surprised too. I was like, shit, you must have really fucked up. If she's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So now I'm playing Doom 3 because I bought that for like super cheap. Oh, yeah. That's spooky. That's before Doom became an arcade shooter again. That's when it was like trying to be a horror game. That was great. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm sorry. I got Doom 3 confused with the new, like the 2016 Doom and like the new Doom. Which dude, I the new Doom was so fucking cool, though. I, it's so <laughs> rad, dude. <laughs> I know. It's like I need to just get those for a Switch, but I, I only ever buy games if they're like $20 or less or I something. I think Doom so. 2016 is like $20 or like maybe 19 It should or be. They yeah. released Immortal, so like yeah. it should be coming down in price, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I also got Final Fantasy 7 like months ago that I haven't really touched. That, the like, remaster I started playing or the uh, original? Oh, no, sorry, not 7. Final Fantasy 8, which is like oh. a high-definition version of like the PS1 game. <laughs> oh. Like, I'm just using the Switch basically to catch up on games I missed that like fell through in the In your cracks. childhood? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, yes, it's kind of nice playing old games where all the controls suck really bad. <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's not always that great, but I'll probably just keep doing that until the PS5 slash air conditioner comes out. <laughs> what what organ are you going to sell to buy it? Um, hmm. What's not a useful one? The appendix? My heart? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no you, got, you got anymore. two lungs, right? Like, you can definitely get rid of one of those. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, hmm. Pancreas, liver. You need your liver. <laughs> yeah, you only got one of those. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know then. My my. I'll just give one of my ears. That's an interesting organ. <laughs> That's an outside organ. It's not even an organ. An ear and three fingers. <laughs> I'll give up my endoplasmic reticulum. Oh. <laughs> Any of your flanges? Did you just Google body parts or something? Is that what you no, did? No, I, rem- I just remember that being in my like, ninth grade biology class or whatever. <laughs> Thanks, public education. Yeah, good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super great. Um, what's new with you, Connery? Do you want to talk about Last of Us 2? Have I- either of us played it? <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys care? Uh, I, I watched a video about it, but I'm like probably not gonna play it because I don't have a PS3 or PS4 or whatever. Okay, it is on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about it in vague terms then because I very much enjoyed the video game. I think it pulled off or spoilers for Last of Us Part Two, obviously, but I think it pulled off one of the best main character heel turns of all time, at least for me and my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Because throughout the game, you're playing as 
the girl in the first game and she's like 19 years old now and a very badass lady and goes around right. murdering people to like avenge her father figure similar to the witcher except he's killed in the second part in last of us part two so he dies mm -hmm. Right, and right. meanwhile, you're also playing as this other woman named Abby, who I like so much more. She's a big, fat, bi not big, fat, but she's a big, ripped lady, and she just kicks so much fucking ass. Like, uh, <laughs> at first I was like, who's this person? And like, sh and then as her, you kill Joel. And I'm like, oh. okay, cool. All right. So I'm like, okay, I'm just playing as the antagonist. I'm just like introducing the antagonist and being like, okay, like uh -huh. you killed Joel. So now there's more weight to this action. But then uh -huh. like you go to Seattle to confront her. You kill all these like people that are kind of related or, her, that are like her friends and allies throughout the uh -huh. game and, as Ellie, the girl from the first game. And then finally, when it gets to day three, final confrontation with um, Abby, the game resets to day one in Seattle, and you go through it as Abby, and you meet all of your friends again. You kind of develop oh. like a bond with all of them, so you start to be like, "Ah, shit!" Like these. <laughs> am I the are... bad guy all along? I know it's a, it's a very much am I the bad guy situation, but yes, it's it's yes, and the answer <laughs> is yes. And last and last of it says like, "Hey, everyone has their own morality, and everyone's the bad guy." But what a nice not bleak <laughs> observation of humanity. <laughs> very yes. very much so, but. <laughs> I love to pay $70 to feel like shit. <laughs> and that's the thing, I, I, I will epitomize my most feeling like shit moment where I didn't want to even win the video game was... <laughs> I know, I, I'm not selling this game at all, but I thought it was just a fantastic example of, like, you turning, being, or at least for me, turning on a main character that was so beloved in the first game, being like, I don't want you to win anymore. Like, I want you to lose. And the, the whole thing is for me is it's less about like who's the good guy and who's the bad guy, more just about like revenge is a circle. So it'll just keep mm -hmm. going and going and going and it, it can be stopped. But these two women are so unwilling to let go for the most part. Right. And so basically over the course of this like big long game, uh, what's her name? Abby ends up, what's called, spending time with this like other younger character and she kind of embodies the new like joel and ellie relationship if you mm -hmm. ask me because she meets up this new younger character who's like part of this faction that her group of people are going to war with and they eventually just go totally awol and they're like we're leaving all this behind mm -hmm. um ellie are you basically actually in this, this big boss fight you fight ellie as abby and abby has this opportunity to <laughs> they murder. have like the same it's yeah so ellie confusing. and abby it's the ee -E. <laughs> Which actors play who? Because isn't uh, Ellen Page does not play Page. Ellen Page does not play Ellie. I thought she did for a really long time, but she she does not. She's not even the character model for it. <laughs> but yeah, I, they're relatively. I think one of the women in Critical Role does the voice for Abby, but uh, I'm not sure who, and I'm not even sure who does the voice of Ellie. But anyway, I'm, I'm trying to wrap this up, and make this fast. So big, huge thing. Um, Abby has the chance to really get back at Ellie, but then finally just kind of puts it all down. It's like, you know what? Go home. Leave Seattle. We're done here. So Abby kind of stops the cycle and is like, okay, we're done. No more. And then years pass. Ellie has like a Ellie and her girlfriend have a little baby mm -hmm. and Ellie's living this kind of normal life. She still suffers this horrible PTSD from Joel's death and her witnessing it. 
and she just can't let go. And she finally resolves, like, okay, I have to go find Abby, whatever, she, wherever she is, and kill her. And her wife's like, are you, are you freaking serious? <laughs> like, let this go. You have a new life. She's like, no. And anyway. So we go eventually Santa Barbara, California, big final confrontation. Abby it's has Santa some Barbara? Cab- interesting. Yeah, Santa Barbara. Interesting place to have. <laughs> yeah. The land like, of Nancy Myers. <laughs> the land of Nancy Myers in this horrific overcast ocean with like Abby is like halfway crucified on this like pole for trying to escape this like California <laughs> slaver this? group. And it's it's horrifying. Ellie cuts her down. slaver group. (laughs) Yeah, they're like bikers. It's terrifying. Ellie cuts her down, and they save also Abby's, like, little child companion. And Mm -hmm. they make way for this boat. There's two big boats on, like, the, um, what's it called? Ocean to, like, escape and get away. Um, Abby and this little child, like, get put, she puts, like, the kid in the boat. And Abby's about to get in, and then Ellie pulls out her knife and is like, I can't let you leave. And I'm like, are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> and you have to play as Abby and or play as Ellie and fight this like sunburned, sk- now skinny and drained like wretch of a woman. And it's just so upsetting. <laughs> and I let her kill me five or six times because I was like, I, I just want the game to end. I don't want to kill Abby. <laughs> and, and and you don't, thankfully. Eventually you, you don't kill her. Ellie comes to her senses and she loses everything because of this. Um revenge spree she mm-hmm. comes back home to an to an empty house her wife and child are both gone and uh, mm-hmm. she earns everything she gets she followed revenge and it led to her destruction mm-hmm. and everyone's like is there a sequel and I'm like I don't really know what the sequel would be about because this woman has lost everything and doesn't deserve any more of our time yeah I don't know I feel like people would want a redemption arc but I don't think that's the point <laughs> yeah I'm like she's that's not really so- the point <laughs> Like she's so beyond it, and she just like wanders away into the field. She has nothing more to live for. I, I don't I don't know. It's such it was such a bleak game, but I, I won't lie. I did I did think it was very masterful. I, I did enjoy it a great deal. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's my review of Last of Us Two. My Last of Us Two podcast concludes itself. Maybe I'll put some stupid guitar strings underneath all this. Yeah, you should <laughs> play also, Wonderwall uh... with the with the uh, <laughs> Last of Us guitar. No, just play Johnny B. Good. I'll play Johnny B. Good in like a sad acoustic version under this. (laughs) Johnny B. Good's Uh, not really a sad song either. (laughs) I guarantee there's a recording of someone doing a sad Johnny B. Good. (laughs) Fucking Johnny Cash, just like. Yeah, I was about to say Johnny Cash. Johnny B. Good, my friend. Hey, hey, Johnny B. Good. Hey, hey. I'm all alone, alcoholism, drugs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, um, we're not. We're no longer talking about sadness, and ha- we're we're moving on to happiness and going to yeah. the future to see all our yeah, friends. Yeah, before before we do that, uh, major spoilers for Last of Us Two. <laughs> I already said that at the top of all this. I'll put one in the beginning, but also right now because it's funny. Sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're I like, mm, I'll try to keep this us. brief like and vague, and then you're just like, so anyways, all the characters kill each other. <laughs> and no I one's happy you guys the, the end. story, and I wanted to talk about it really bad, and I can't talk about anybody because nobody I know has played the game. So this is where I'm venting on a show that I co-host. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, want to talk The Last of Us 2 with Connery, Email us at thefranchisepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, even if you think it's trash, I'm semi-convinced I'll be able to tell, be able to get you to think otherwise. 
if you sign us up for spam, we'll consider that that you want to talk to Connery about The Last of Us too. <laughs> uh, anyways. Maybe I'll cut that out entirely. Who knows? Um, <laughs> no, keep that in, too. <laughs> Tyler. Uh, what? Would you like to talk about Back to the Future Part 2 with me and Ryan? Yeah, did I, did I destroy a transition once again? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> um, well, speaking of... <laughs> uh, two... How do you even how do you even tie it in from here? I, I, Ryan, I just... help! Speaking of sequels, have we got a sequel for you? <laughs> you know how you guys talked about uh, Back to the Future One, and you know how it ended on a cliffhanger of Doc coming back. Well, he's back <laughs> again, and that's how we start the thing. second movie. Yay! Yay! You, you did it, Ryan! You freed Tyler from this living death. <laughs> He'll he'll get back there. Don't worry. Hey, remember the remember the last five minutes of Back to the Future Part One. It's also the first five minutes of Back to the Future Part Two. Wow. Do you except, like it? Is it good? Except the actor playing Jennifer is totally different. And I knew she it. Gets, she gets knocked out and sleeps on trash for two hours, kind of. <laughs> Should I just kick it off then? Yeah. Sure. All right. So. Like I said, first five minutes of the movie is the exact same thing. We get in the flying car, and we're headed to 2015, apparently, which is a lot yeah. of fun. Um, we're while going. In the, we don't need roads. Yeah, we don't need roads. Phew! Um, I find it very interesting that during this huge conversation where Doc's like, oh, yeah, we're going to – it's your kids. We're going to fix your kids. And uh, Jennifer's really excited. She's like, oh, my God, I get to see my wedding dress. I get to see our house. It's going to be so mm. cool. And then Doc Brown, like, men in black, knocks her out. Yeah. And – I'm, and then Marty's like, why'd you do that? He's like, she can't know about the future. And I'm like, Marty's going to learn about the future. Like, what yeah. the hell are you talking about, old man? Yeah, it's pretty creepy. At this, at this very point, like the very beginning of the movie, I'm like, it's really hard to make jokes about Doc, especially because just Rick and Marty is just an entire thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, I guess it's just hacky to make Back to the Future jokes now. <laughs> well, yeah, on the bright like side, I feel all like... All the jokes that could have been made were already made by Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like we can make those jokes because in Rick and Morty, for watching the show, they do say we don't do time travel shit here. So yeah, I think for all the comparisons, they're very adamant about not being Back to the Future. But yeah, I think if I think if anything, uh, Dan Harmon is most entertained by the interaction of the two characters, not yes. necessarily the plot of the story. Like exactly. I mean, the the premise of like. To, like a, a grandpa and a, a son go on like wacky zany adventures but like that that like relationship is just kind of bizarre like this old dude just dragging this yeah. fucking like young and all along on all of his fucking like interdimensional yeah. travel kind of things <laughs> exactly strange old man yeah. interacts yeah. with high schooler and their friends for some inexplicable reason yeah 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 um <laughs> yeah which i like um having to photoshop the the, the uh the social media post for Back to the Future 1, I realized how, like, rarely... One, there's, like, barely ever, like, a shot that's not a two-shot. There's, like, very few shots that aren't... Mm-hmm. That are, like, even, like, wide shots of, like, a mm-hmm. whole scene. But, like, Doc Brown, like, doesn't really interact with anybody in the first movie besides Marty. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. kind of the same thing in the second one. It's like, man, he could almost, like, be imaginary, and it wouldn't change anything. <laughs> it's just... This is all just a fucking See? fever dream hallucination. See, that's and a Marty, fresh like, take. wakes up from, like, a meth bender or something. That's a fresh take. Tyler did it. That's a new joke. <laughs> Doc Brown doesn't actually exist. 
Yeah. Or maybe Einstein the dog is projecting him like as a hologram or something. And oh, it's really so... Einstein's the real genius. Oh, gee, so Einstein's but he's like a dog, so dog. like he can't ever be accepted by society as a dog genius. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> but uh, really like yes, Salieri Jennifer... Mozart relationship. What? Like Salieri Mozart relationship? Actually, not at all, because neither of them are dogs, and no one, and they didn't invent the other. Yeah, it's more like Beethoven and Mozart. Yeah. Because one's a dog. <laughs> one's a dog and the other one a man. Uh, speaking of Jennifer, Claudia Wells played her in the first movie, and I liked her a lot in that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Elizabeth Shue is good in this, but, like, she's barely in it. So it feels... I was like, why did they recast her? It feels so weird because she's barely really in this movie, but it's because Claudia Wells basically, like, dropped out because her mom, like, got cancer. Oh, so shit. So she, like... So she, like, stopped acting basically after this. Like, she was on some TV shows um, after this. But, like, her whole film career just kind of ended for, like, 15-ish years. Wow. I think yeah. longer than that. I mean, that kind yeah. of big thing will do it, though. I mean, if there's a reason yeah. to quit, I guess it's that, mm-hmm. you know? It's, like, so, one of those, that's, like, such a hard decision. It's just, like, oh, like, my, you know, it's, like, a personal issue kind of thing. Where it's just like, oh, like, I can't be in the sequels of Back to the Future, but, like, if she did do them, she'd probably be, like, a really, like, a lot bigger actress now. Yeah, but... maybe. Or, I mean, like, there's plenty of people, though, that have, like, gone and, like, done, you know, a bunch of stuff that we thought was going somewhere, and they just, like, fizzle out and, like, don't really do anything after that. So, you never know. I mean, it goes both ways, but, I mean, one thing is probably for her. It's, like, the family is, like, that's always going to be something that, like, I don't know, I'd find it hard to, like, look back on that and be like, yeah, I'm, I regret spending all that time with my... <laughs> dying mom yeah <laughs> i know right? it's like i feel like time with your family who's about to leave you especially if you have a good relationship with them outweighs yeah. i feel like it, it monetary gain yeah 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 and especially like watching this movie i'm just like yeah it definitely seems like the kind of role in back to the future 2 where you're probably on set a lot but like they didn't even shoot a lot of scenes with her mm-hmm. yeah because yeah it was a role but... of being unconscious <laughs> I mean, she does wake up later. For like, yeah, for a little bit, and then she passes out again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyways, like you said, Connor, you're back. We're in the future of 2015. Yes. And we... it looks like a really, when they first show up, uh, flying through the skies on the Skyway, uh, it looks like a really bad version of like Attack of the Clones. Oh, I was going to oh, say Blade Oh, yeah, Runner. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little bit of Attack of the Clones, a little bit of Blade Runner. Oh, yeah, right. But like um, Cloudy rain. I, this was like a really intensive project for Industrial Light and Magic. Yeah, and yeah. Like, this is like the most work I think they had to do so far, and like use a lot of stuff. And it's like, uh, like this is probably the only part that doesn't look very good at all anymore. It just like looks like '80s computer graphics. Is like yeah. when the, all the cars are flying in the lane. But I'd like argue against, like I'd argue against that in certain ways, just because like I mean, so this like in the future. Like, you can definitely tell that it's CGI, right? Like, you can definitely tell mm-hmm. that a lot of the stuff is, like, not real. But at the same time, it totally still works. And I think a lot of that is because, like, some of the stuff I feel like they did with, like, probably, like, miniatures and stuff. And they recorded. Because I've seen a lot of stuff that kind of looks like they almost, like, green screened it onto something. But mm. there's certain parts of it that, like, still kind of hold up for me. Like, you can tell it's fake. But in the world that they've created, like, it still works. Like, viewing it in 2020. To me, at least. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, it's overall i think like all the computer graphics and stuff in this movie work really well and it fits in like like jaws 19 or whatever like yeah yeah yeah, it looks like old graphics but it still like 
works just fine because it's so <laughs> Cause stylized it's, that it's like yeah. you know it's it's that what, like retro futurism kind of thing where it's like mm. i was talking to my friend was i was, was watching this and i was like you know i i love watching older movies like envision the future that's like one of the coolest things to me i don't know it's just like the things that they come up with and stuff and even yeah. if it doesn't come true it's like you know that optimism i guess is entertaining <laughs> Yeah, that's totally. what I love so much about the first half of this yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get a re-elect Goldie Jr. for mayor this time, which is kind of funny. No, he's not even he's not even running for mayor. He like runs a car dealership, like Goldie oh, the Third. Right. Or maybe that's his grandson, and maybe or maybe that's his son. Maybe his father's running for mayor. Yeah. Uh, it's an endless line of Goldies. Because I, I, rem- I remember that sign about. that elect Mayor Goldie Jr. for mayor. Anywho, is it? It doesn't matter. It's a small, stupid detail. Um, I, there was a reason. I thought in, when Doc first shows up, I thought he looked like a corpse. And there is a reason yeah. for that because he's wearing a mask of himself and he rips it off. That's yeah, really weird. Yeah. I like and that. I hated it. Yeah. He was like, he was, he was like, I wore this mask so that it wouldn't freak you out. And then tears his face <laughs> off. <laughs> And he's like, look, I'm younger. And he's, and he's like, and Marty's like, you look the same, but okay. Yeah, just maybe a little bit less, like, Crypt Keeper looking. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. he looks horrific. Like, ugh. I thought, like, Christopher Lee aged horrifically. And then, thank God, he just tore his fa- latex face off. <laughs> Saruman? Saruman. <laughs> you said Christopher Lee. <laughs> oh, Christopher Lee. I'm sorry, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, you know uh, close enough. I think names. I said a couple, that a couple times while I was watching it, too. <laughs> Can you imagine Christopher Lee as Doc Brown, though? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just Marty. imagine him so, like, so... Great Scott! <laughs> Great Scott! <laughs> and then he just, like, sings a metal ballad. <laughs> um, he does also say he replaced his spleen and colon, so... Right. That co- it's a callback to our own organ talk. Yes, there it is. <laughs> Uh, so we see future, let's see, uh, he rips his face off. He's going to live 40 years longer, apparently. How fun for him. Uh, we see Marty's son go to a payphone. Doc explains his plan to Marty, that he has to disguise himself as his own son and tell Biff that he, or tell Griff that he is out no matter what. And yeah, if go, not, go to Cafe 80s, order a Pepsi, here's a 50. And see yeah. all the ancient <laughs> horrors that live there. Yeah. And yeah, he's, and he says, like, basically, and if not, his son gets jailed, followed by his daughter, and a chain reaction that will destroy his family's lives. Yeah, um, yeah so then they uh, leave an unconscious Jennifer in an alleyway. And <laughs> yeah, just casually, just like, just put him in the garbage. Like. Mm-hmm. They rest her on a bed of, like, shredded paper, and then Mar- Marty's like, I, do you think yeah. we should do this? And Doc's like, oh, she'll be fine, Marty. She'll be, it's perfectly fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the other side of the alleyway, there's just two big burly wrestling men trying to put glass sunglasses on each other just beating each other up <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a they live reference right there that's good uh, yeah so they leave her body there for i i i, I I'm her body yeah, her, it, she's unconscious um so the clock is still busted in the future um I Tyler, you mentioned the jaws thing attacks i thought thought it looked more like the whale from the tuna can um, oh, it's the starkest yeah, tuna whale. The starkest tuna whale. I thought it looked much more like that, especially when it bit yeah. down. I was like, it's the starkest tuna thing. Wait, is there a whale on the tuna can? 
Yeah, it's, it's, it might be a dolphin or something, or maybe it is a tuna. There's oh, a yeah. cartoon fish thing that's like like <laughs> on the on the can. It looks like he's still from the '90s. Hold he wears on, like glasses and gives like a big thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, and he walks by the Charlie Texaco. the tuna. It's a tuna. <laughs> okay, it is a tuna. Good. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Charlie, for all your service. So Charlie eats uh, Marty, and Marty has a near heart attack. But I always thought it'd be kind of funny if he has just a heart attack right there on the street, and that's where the movie ends. But... <laughs> <laughs> so, but then Marty walks by Texaco, and it's just like, "Yep, everything still runs on gas." And it's like, "Well, I guess it's 2015," but it also just reminds you of Autopia, where like uh, at Disneyland, where it's just like, <laughs> like diesel, or not even diesel, it's just like gasoline, the way of the future. It's like I don't think this should be in Tomorrowland. <laughs> Yeah, but but fucking uh, mobile like sponsors Autopia, so fucking yeah, of course like everything's gonna run, run on petrol. Like whenever whenever you drive like the cars in Autopia, everything just smells really bad. Yeah, like, like gasoline. Electric. Like, can I, come on. Can I tell my Autopia horror story? Yes. So AHS Autopia horror, horror story. story. So I believe this was in. Uh, it might have been either Disneyland. It's either in. California, Disneyland, or in Disney World, but one of those things. Me and my sister Grayson, it was it was pouring rain, and you know what? I do remember now. It was Florida, so we were <laughs> at Disney World, and this hot pouring rain was coming down. And we look at each other and we say, "What's the worst ride we could possibly go on right now?" <laughs> and we throw out like Splash Mountain. I'm like, "Yeah, but then like we're only gonna get it's only gonna be horrible for like a second on like that drop, and it'll just be more mm-hmm. wet." And I sit there, and we sit, and I'm like. We should ride on Autopia, and we look at you like, let's ride on it. So we have the worst time, just like screaming as this hot rain comes down on Autopia, slowly just doing every turn wrong. Like you make it like a turn the wheel wrong, and I'll do just like thunk, thunk. Everything to do as a kid is whenever I went on Autopia, I would just go the wrong way on the rails. So I just be like whack, whack. Whack and just like be just a, like a shitlord at Disneyland, basically. Yeah, exactly. And so we just did that. It was probably the most, and the car would like stall out. It was probably the most longest, ho- most horrible, most hysterical experience I've ever had in my life was on Autopia. <laughs> All the people behind you are like, these fucking kids are like holding yeah, exactly. up the rest of this there ride. There was nobody there, right? It's like pouring oh, rain. Right, right. We're like in ponchos and it doesn't matter. We're just like going, gadunk. Gadunk, gadunk. Like Wait, what's night. what's be- what's worse, Autopia or if you got on like I don't know, like a spinning outdoors ride, like the teacups, oh, like just the getting teacups. whipped in the face by like rain <laughs> and like also wanting to throw up. That's a good one too. Oh, I'm about. trying to think of any other ride that's like would be terrible in the rain, but hmm. yeah, maybe like California screaming. That's yeah, between that or like the spaceship, the you know the big spaceship that like spins oh, around a circle yes. and you're just like you can control the height of it. <laughs> Because you can't do anything about it. You're just like no. being whipped around in a circle through the water. <laughs> He's just stuck there. Just going... <laughs> uh, so that was a little insider baseball into my own masochism. So there you go. Nice. Uh, so Marty goes inside the store. And he also, before that, he sees the sports almanac in the window. And he's tempted to buy yeah. it to win at. Not only does he see the sports almanac. The source of all of his greed, <laughs> but uh, there's also a Roger Rabbit doll, and then Ra- oh. uh, Robert Zemeckis had just uh, released. 
Roger Rabbit right before this. Hey, that's neat. Ew. It's like, ooh, 80s nostalgia. Wow. It's just like really kind of up its own ass for like nostalgia. But I also thought it was like it was it was pretty fun. Like not so much that like that was cool, but it's just like they have like three Dustbuster jokes in this movie. I'm like, all right, yeah. all right. Like we get it. It's a vacuum. Like, yeah. <laughs> so Marty goes inside the, oh, excuse me, goes inside the restaurant. It's 80s themed. Michael ja- uh, Michael Jackson's a waiter and on, on like a TV monitor. He's like a weird corpse waiter that's like jerry rigged or something like. Oh, uh, it's you know what it is. It's a like Max Headroom reference, I think. Yeah. Cause the way that they're all glitching out, because then fucking like Robo Reagan comes over and like <laughs> yeah. tries to the like solve like, something. <laughs> yeah. The zombie Reagan one made more sense. Where it's just like yeah, yeah this is straight up Max Headroom, but like the yeah. Michael Jackson one was just like. Did they get Michael Jackson for this a little bit? Like, did they get the right? Like, I don't understand. They're Maybe. Like, I mean, it was right. in the 80s, right? So he would have been huge at that point. Yeah. So, let's see here. Um, yeah, um, he enters the bar, and he's or the bar, the restaurant, and Griff enters Biff's grandson. And I'm curious what, Griff, what Biff named his son, if Griff is his grandson. So it'd be like Biff, Diff. like Piff, Whiff, Tiff. <laughs> Probably maybe, Whiff. Maybe, maybe, maybe had a daughter. Her name is Tiffany. And she goes by Tiff. Tiff. And then she names her, her son Griffin, and he goes by Griff. Uh. There you go. Solved it. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, apparently, Marty Jr. is a weenie, just like his grandfather. Um, Griff yeah. punches Marty Jr. And... Uh, yeah, he does this because Marty Jr. This movie is so goddamn confusing. So help me God, I had a near heart attack writing all this stuff down. Yeah, it gets way too convoluted, especially in, like I really, I really like the first part of this movie just because the first half because they just it's all like you said, Ryan, like all the oh, what's the future gonna be like? Yeah, even though it's yeah. 2015, like all the stuff is just a lot of fun, like the hoverboard, the, uh, which the we'll get Nike to self lacing shoes and stuff, <laughs> the self drying jacket, and then yeah. like the second half, I'm just like. This is this is so it's so confusing and like I don't care anymore like and it's right. redundant like yeah. it's all the least favorite things I like about uh it's all the things I don't like about time travel movies basically yeah. but but sorry, I mean Connery, this but... was kind of like the movie series to like really kind of pioneer all the like time travel movies and everything else after that kind of like ran into the same problems that like mm-hmm. this one did yeah. right so totally. like, i mean i i don't know I, I was still following okay it is a little convoluted as you go on but i was following it okay and i know that there's going to be like a bunch of like inconsistencies that you know people will pick apart because you can do that with any time travel movie but like yeah i was still following closely enough that it wasn't it was convoluted if i stopped to think about it but if i just kind of went with the ride it was bearable yeah. you know totally yeah it's like less that it was like I wasn't following along. It's just more that, yeah, it was just, like, got to be a point where it was tedious. I'm just like, I don't care. Like, we've already right. watched all this from the first movie, but... Oh, yeah, I feel I feel you there, yeah. But I, I at the same time, I feel like they were kind of playing into it. Like, it's almost like nostalgia for, like, two years ago when it first came out. And they were trying to, like, bank <laughs> yeah. off of everybody loving that first one so much that they were just like, and look, you get to experience it again, but, like, through another frame within a frame fucking uh, um, Citizen Kane style. (laughs) (laughs) But, hey, speaking of Griff and the future, I really like future fashion, especially Griff's, like, dumb metal hat. Right. Yeah. This is like he, you know, he kind of reminds me. He kind of looks like a dinosaur or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Just like his vibe, it just gives me like 
robo like steampunk dinosaur kind of like mad max dinosaur look i don't know i see that slash transformers beast wars yeah <laughs> i love beast wars so much i did too and then i it was on netflix a couple years ago and i was just like this looks horrible it does. it's like really low quality graphics i just remember yeah. playing that with my cousins and i would always be megatron because he was a tyrannosaurus rex and i thought that was the coolest thing in the world so i was always mandated yeah i had a friend that life. had that toy <laughs> i think i had the ape which was Optimus that's Optimus, Prime, i yeah. think yeah, yeah gonna... but he wasn't a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex. Like, hands down, <laughs> no Tyrannosaurus Rex is fucking cooler. <laughs> yeah, agree. But anywho, I left an important detail that Biff, old man Biff, goes up to <laughs> Marty Jr. to tell him, Marty Jr., dis- Marty disguises Marty Jr., that his dad's <laughs> a big dumb screw-up and threw his life away because, like, he broke his hand or something stupid like that. And Marty's like, I'm not a loser, what? And then Griff comes in, tells his grandpa to continue waxing his car. They have a little mini confrontation. Um, I think think they have a mini confrontation, and then uh, Marty dips behind the bar. And because his future son comes in the door, then Griff and his cronies approach him, and they intimidate him. Griff is much much faster to threaten violence and assaults Marty Jr. rather quickly. Yeah. And then his lady friend, like, grabs him and lifts him up by the crotch and, like, throws yeah. him in the air, basically. I'm like, this is a, this is a violent bunch. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so eventually Marty Jr. is thrown over the bar. Marty takes his place and is like, hey, screw you guys. I'm not doing that robbery thing. And he, he's about to leave, and then Griff calls him a chicken. Marty has a really short fuse when people call him a chicken, so he retaliates. And another um, skateboard chase ensues, but this time it's with a hoverboard. Yeah. like yeah. Sorry, I, when you were saying, like, they're just, like, way more aggressive or whatever than the first movie. Um, yeah, like, there's a guy in the background in Griff's gang that's just, like, his eyes are just, like, popped open. <laughs> he's always just like, yeah! Like, he's just, like, really intense. Like, he lives for, like, the cyberpunk violence of the future. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But before we jump outside, Elijah Wood has a very small cameo as a very small child playing Aww. that oh, cowboy he? game. Oh, hey. Oh, that's that was cute. Elijah Wood? Oh, my God. I didn't even notice wow. that. Yeah. That's a trip. Huh. Time. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a big chase that happens. Um, Marty is able to elude the bad boy gang, and a lot of hoverboard things happen. Uh, and yeah, he's eventually able to get them to crash into the town hall, and uh, they're arrested. The newspapers change. It looks like instead of the McFly's lives being ruined, it's going to be Griff's family's or Biff's family's lives are going to be ruined yet again. And that has no negative effect on the future, which I find funny. <laughs> yeah, because it seems like whenever a bad thing happens to McFly, bad things happen in the future. Whenever good, whenever good things happen to Biff and his family, bad things happen in the future. <laughs> right. Yeah. How uh how does he get the almanac? Uh, Marty Biff is Marty it because Marty takes it. Yeah, Marty buys it because he's gonna just do it. Doc finds him and finds that he has it and says like, "Oh, what are you doing?" Meanwhile, old man Biff overhears their whole conversation about being from the past and blah blah blah, and that the DeLorean's a time machine. And while they're kind of meandering, and I think they take, you know what? This is what happens. Jennifer gets discovered by two hot lady cops, and they. Yeah. Escort Weirdly her. hot lady cops. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're pretty lady cops. And it's like, all right, cool. And they take her in the car and bring her back to her home. And 
I guess Doc and Marty both assume that, oh, she got taken away. We got to go get her. I, you know what? They, they oversee this. They, they see this happening. So then they're like, oh, we got to go get her. And Biff follows them in like a future taxi while they're all dealing with the stuff inside the new McFly household. Biff gets in the DeLorean with the sports almanac, goes back in time, gives it to himself, and then comes back. Yeah, and then starts to change and sweat aggressively. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, he looked like he like got beat up when he came out of the DeLorean after he had like <laughs> fucked with the past. I was just like, what? happened to you <laughs> when you went back there like what the hell like what or is this because of time travel like your body is just too taxed and you're just gonna die now like <laughs> it's disintegrating his old bones yeah did you wait so if you already went back to the past like there's that whole scene where it goes to like the mcfly household right yeah i was future? gonna say while all this stuff is happening in the mcfly household because you can talk about marty's two ties yeah, I was noticing that too. Old Marty. Yeah, because Michael J. Fox plays Marty McFly. Uh, 80, like 80, 1985 McFly, 2015 McFly, and then Marty Jr., who's also 20, 2015, and then also, uh, what's his sister's name? He plays his sister too? Yeah. Wow, that's fun. So they had yeah. like four of him in one scene basically he pulled the clumps yeah Yeah. (laughs) pretty much they did a like really good job at that time of like just comping everybody in and all that it was like pretty tricky for the time yeah and then didn't they like um and then crispin glover it wasn't in this at all right because he didn't want to come back for it and so they (laughs) like because they didn't pay him enough yeah yeah well there's one thing where it's like they didn't pay they pay they were gonna pay him like half as much as everybody else uh, and he mm-hmm. said, like, hey, that's not fair at all. But then later on, like, years later, he would say that, like, he didn't agree with the message of the movie because mm-hmm. it's, like, focuses on, <laughs> like, uh, like financial uh, victory. Like, it's, like, at the end of Back to the Future 1, he gets the big the 4x4 uh, four four or whatever, like, the yeah. big truck. Yeah. And then in this one, he wants a sports albanac and stuff. And he's, like, oh, mm-hmm. and Chris McGlover's just, like, oh, yeah, it focuses on stuff like that instead of love. And I'm, like... Yeah, it's like a very Chris McLover thing to say, but then also he didn't do it because he didn't get paid enough money, so I don't yeah. know. But that's uh, an that's, irony there. Yeah, there's a whole lawsuit basically because of Chris McLover, which is cool that like you can't just like steal an actor's likeness, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, he sued the producers mm-hmm. of Back to the Future too because there's scenes that like it looks like it's him, but it's just another actor with a lot of makeup on. Huh. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So it's like that was the whole precedent for that whole. Uh, um, law or whatever you call it. Yeah. Anywho's it. Um, inside the McFly household, we get to meet the whole family. Um, Jennifer is like going in stealth mode to like avoid everybody. Uh, yeah. Um, old Marty comes home and he has a teleconference with this really sleazy looking dude. Who... <laughs> Played by Flea. <laughs> Played by Flea. <laughs> and. It, he Douglas like, J. Needles. Douglas J. Needles. And he wants Marty to like swipe his card for, I'm guessing, insider trading or something like that. And he was just going to like, yeah, commit some sort of fraud. Yeah. And I, I love what as soon as he swipes his card, his boss appears on the TV and is like, you're fired. I gotcha. 
Yeah, the most like '80s Japanese man, Japanese businessman in the world, like yeah, pops up right. and he's like, "You are a fire!" <laughs> like, this is great. <laughs> Ito, Ito san, like, I can't, I can't. I was gonna say like, I wrote it down. It's like you can't have an '80s sci-fi movie that's set in the future without like Japanese businessmen involved because they're just that's yeah. just like a thing in like '80s American culture. It's like, oh, the Japanese businessmen—they're getting so successful and wealthy, they're gonna like buy stuff out and everything, and it's just like. Yeah. It's such a yeah, trope yeah. for some reason. It's really funny, though. Like, part of me is like, I guess, like, part of me could find a reason to be offended at this, but I'm just not. <laughs> it's just such a funny, like, caricature, like, kind of weird, like, you know, snippet of the 80s that I'm just kind of like, uh. <laughs> it's whatever. Yeah, it's more so, I guess, like, yeah, I don't know. It's not for me to say. But yeah, it didn't seem, like, super, super, like, intentionally offensive or whatever. It's just, like... Just a weird hang up of American culture in the eighties. Yeah. It's not like, as bad as that joke in Legally yeah. Blondes. Uh oh yeah, right. <laughs> but uh I did write down that I'd rather have Ido san have done Celebrity Apprentice because when you're fired <laughs> he sends you a fax mission a fax right away that says you're fired on it. <laughs> to all of <laughs> your fax machines. So many goddamn fax machines fax. too. Like <laughs> oh my I couldn't get over that. I was like, how many fax machines does the future need? Yeah, it was dope. It's like you're fired. He knows you're immediately, fired. and then this TV says you're fired, and then the fax machine like prints out a thing that says you're fired. It's really great. If I was some kind of boss in a dystopian future, I would do things like this. <laughs> and I feel like that I'd be really dangerous, and that'd be really bad. Um, and uh, before this, Marty Jr. is watching TV with like six channels on at the same time, and mm, he says yeah. something like, "Oh, cool, the Atrocity Channel." It's just like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but i i do like like kind of dystopian future sci-fi <laughs> right? stuff yeah but uh i also if i i if i could watch tv with six channels on at the same time i think i would kind of be down to do that really I like i'd just be a cacophonous mess of sound you wouldn't be able to focus on one thing and it's just tv is fine <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. tyler i should watch more noise television you just More want to noise. be over faster. Like, I'll put six episodes of the same show on at once, and then I'll get through it doubly fast. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> one last thing. That Pizza Hut hydrator. Right. Pretty cool. Pretty oh, yeah. cool, dude. They have a I pepper miss, and pepperoni pizza. I miss when there was, like, more <laughs> Pizza Hut, like, places to eat at, as opposed to, like, you oh, just pick up pizza I've now. never ate at a Pizza Hut, like, sit-down restaurant. Like, I know that they exist, but I've never had one of those. Yeah, I inside I did. of a round table, never a Pizza Hut. Yeah, yeah exactly. round table round I've table. been to, but yeah, mm. not Pizza Hut. Yeah, I went to round table a lot, but even the round tables are different now. Uh, mm. Shake my fist at changing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now it's like when I was a kid, I'd go to the round table and play Time Crisis Two, and everything was like really <laughs> stupidly themed. It's like, oh, it's all medieval, and like there's shields on the wall, and now it's just like a glass storefront. It's like that's not as fun. <laughs> Yeah, I want back some like really cheesy things. <laughs> I like cheesy things. It's cute. You, like you do. You do. <laughs> you do. <laughs> so yeah, I think that kind of wraps up our time with the McFly family. Um, outside, uh, yeah, Biff successfully takes the sports almond. I can give it to himself. Jennifer's still trapped inside because there's no doorknob to get out of the house. And she's like, Doc, how do I get out? Because he's at the window now. And he's like, oh, use your thumbprint. She's like, on what? And he's like, the panel. Oh, what panel? She's eventually able to get out, but not before she comes face to face with herself from the future. And they both pass out. Um, Doc drags young Jennifer away back to the car. 
she remains unconscious for the rest of the movie. Yeah. I feel like I didn't even remember when she, like, knocked out again. Because and then, like, near the end of the movie, I'm like, wait, like, where is she? Like, on a park bench. <laughs> there's, there's another, like, 45 minutes of her. It's like, why did they even have her in this movie if she's not, like, a character? She was probably shot dead by the roving group of gangs that just shoot houses in the dark future. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was... Yeah, when they get to the fucking future, and then there's, like... Uh, and then there's like his he fi- runs into his principal or whatever because he's like yeah, he, he goes like... to his neighborhood but it's the wrong neighborhood because everything <laughs> changed because Biff like fucked it up and then he like there's like just a roving gank of like drive-by shootings and I'm just like this is yeah really dark really really yeah. dark <laughs> let alone like be all the stuff with Biff in like uh 1985a or whatever it's called like the mm-hmm. alternate yeah. 1985 like this is straight up like Trump's wet dream where it's just like yeah we it have is. to protect it's our funny, house it's and, like. like you were mentioning Trump, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, I was just like, man, Biff just looks like Trump, like, the way that they, like, framed him in his, like, opulent, like, casino, like, you know, dystopian future thing. Yeah, it's just gaudy trash. Yeah. No style whatsoever. But I straight up wrote, like, Strickland loves Trump. He just, like, has a fucking, like, a (laughs) a shotgun in Marty's face. And he's gonna blow his balls off, is what he says. His balls off? Yeah. He has it pointing at his crotch. I'm going to blow your balls off and you'll get off my porch in (laughs) 10 seconds. Yeah, I don't really know how to feel about when Marty goes back um, to his, like, to the alternate 1985. Uh And, like, there's, like, a black family that lives in his house. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, is Lion Estates, like, like, they make a point that's really run down. Yeah, it's like Lion Estates was de-gentrified or something like that. Yeah, I'm just like, is this just, like... Is this just racist? Like, I don't understand. And then, like, the rest of the, all of Hill Valley was, like, really run down. So mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I was thinking about like that, too. Yeah, and I, but then the roving band of, like, of, like, drive-by shooters were all white. So I was like, oh, I guess it's, like, equal opportunities. <laughs> it murders on the table with everyone. Those people were probably paid by Biff to, to do that. <laughs> to oh, that's true. Fear and intimidation. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, those biker people hang outside of uh, the Pleasure Casino a lot. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I, I did miss that detail. <laughs> yeah, so I, I like when they come back and they play... You know, we don't even know if that's Jennifer's family's house. They they She could have just been placed now in some random home. And Doc and Marty have no observational awareness whatsoever to, like, look at their surroundings. Yeah. Because Marty's like, I don't think this is right. And Doc's like, oh, it's fine. It doesn't matter. She'll be fine. Who cares? And Marty's like, this house has bars on it. It, it looks kind of bad here. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Can we just, like, leave her in the car? But, I don't know. I, I was so shocked. I thought she'd, like, be a help in this movie and, like, get Marty over his, like, short temper for being called chicken. Like, I thought that'd be kind of her Yeah, I was hoping point. that there would be more development there, too, but... <laughs> yeah, she's not even... She's not even a female character that's only there to help Marty. She's just a female character that's there to do nothing, mm-hmm. I yeah. guess, you know? Like she exists in the world, and so like by mandate, and she was in the car when this when the first movie ended. So they're like, I guess she's there for the second yeah. movie, but we're gonna get rid of her as fast as we possibly can. To rephrase, basically, she's yeah. not even yeah, she's not like that like poorly written female character that's like there to help. It's like she's just not written at all to the point where it's like yeah, just have her knocked out the whole movie. It's like yeah. okay, dude, it's <laughs> so funny too because I kind of address it like Marty's like, why talk? Why'd you even bring her along? <laughs> <laughs> And Doc's like, I, she was just in the car, and I'm like, it's it's about me and you, yeah, Marty. She was, he it's was me like, and she'll you. ask too many questions. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's like, and I won't. <laughs> my girlfriend and past and future guest, Lily Young, <laughs> was saying, like, yeah. she keeps, she said it, like, three times, like, in the past week or whatever, talking to other people about how I've been watching Back to the Future, and, like, we're talking about it, and she's like, it's definitely, like, it definitely just seems, like, I think she watched each one, like, maybe once, or the first two once as a kid, and she's like, they definitely just seem kind of like guy movies, or, like, boy movies, and, mm-hmm. like, yeah, when I rewatch this, I yeah. can kind of see that because it's like, what? Really, I mean, when you're talking about just stereotypical like gender tropes or whatever, it's just like, what? Yeah, I mean, it is just like, yeah, I'm a young guy, like I'm gonna go on all these time travel adventures with mm-hmm. my weird like old man. With, yeah, and like my yeah. girlfriend's just like whatever, and she's a okay <laughs> like, with everything there. I do. Yeah. yeah, and also my mom is horny for me, and it's really weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's demented. I don't uh, know. Yeah. So, we arrive back from this horrible 1980s. We've been through this. Marty and Doc ditch Jennifer on a porch swing. And (laughs) Marty goes back to his home. His family does not live there anymore. It is a different family. And he is chased out of the house with the father swinging a baseball bat at him. Yeah, it's pretty creepy, like, from the perspective of not Marty, where it's just, Mm -hmm. like, some guy just, like, breaks into, like, their, what, daughter's 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 house, yeah. It's like, Jesus, yeah, no wonder that guy's swinging a bat. Like, what the hell? Like, I was like, that's totally justified right there. Like, (laughs) murderers are roaming the streets, so I'm like, yes, chase that man out of your house. He might be a roving murderer. Ugh. Then he ends up at the hotel because that's where his mom lives because he finds out that Biff is married to his mom. Yeah, he shrieks. Because his dad died in 1973. In a shooting. Yeah. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, he's murdered. Yes. And, uh, yeah, um, Biff is king of 1980s, and Marty wakes up in the penthouse suite, and uh, his mom's like, hey, sorry, uh, welcome back, safe on the 22nd floor or wherever. And then Marty has another one of his classic wake-up moments where he sees his mom and says, but you're so... They're so big. Big. I thought that was weird too. I was just like, this series has a weird thing about sexualizing like Marty's mom in like a way that I'm just like, I mean, the first one was kind of funny because of the time paradox. Now it's like a Mm. recurring, reoccurring thing. And I'm like, this is weird now. (laughs) No, now the movie just has an Oedipus complex. Yeah. Yeah. It's really just like they're making that joke because of the first one. It's just, it's like, oh, callback kind of, but it's just like, I don't like this. I didn't like it the first time you did <laughs> Nobody it. Nobody like, liked I don't it. Wanna, I don't want to watch this. Like, stop. <laughs> but stop. Uh, yeah. Um, I thought, I had a lot of thoughts during this scene where he wakes up and she's like, well, you're, 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 oh, no, your father's here. I'm like, shouldn't Marty just be fundamentally different if Biff's his, like, biological father? And then, of course, he learned he's not. Yeah. He's yeah. dad. He's a stepfather. Uh Biff just really lays into Marty. Like, did you get kicked out of another boarding school? Like, why are you here? And he hits Lorraine, which is just hor- horrifying. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to leave you. And he's like, you can't leave me. I'll cut off you and your kids. So he's basically holding her hostage in his, like, yeah. Trump Tower. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, even more terrifying because after all that, she's just like, oh, I did the wrong thing. Like, I, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, my God, like. So much of this movie, and and the first movie too, like they just sweep a lot of like serious issues under the rug as like humor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's weird though because I was watching it and I was just like, I, I, I like I got the feel because I, I when I watch a movie like this, it's kind of like when they're like, oh, I did something wrong or whatever. It I feel like for the time, like maybe I was supposed to feel like, oh yeah, like I'm supposed to side with 
the with Biff, but in this movie, I'm like, no, like that's like I I feel like in a different context, like you could actually make the point of like, oh, this is actually like showing like a victim kind of you know uh, relationship between the two. You know, yeah, somehow definitely. maybe someone make like she's like a parasite almost, but she's not. She's just a very defeated woman who lost yeah. her husband. And yeah, but that's yeah. that's the vibe that I got, and I was just like, yeah. I mean, it doesn't. I don't feel like I'm sympath. I feel like I feel very empathetic and sympathizing with her, at least in that particular scene. Even though I'm not sure that was the original intention, but I can like hope it was. I feel like <laughs> I feel like it probably was. Yeah, it's just like I don't. I definitely don't think that they're taking Biff's side at all. But it's just like yeah. it still makes light of that situation in that like it's supposed to be humorous. But uh, I guess that's like, you know, an escalate, like, uh, you know, I guess we're 40 years ahead in blockbuster <laughs> filmmaking now. I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm not really trying to excuse it, but it's just like, yeah, I think they're from the perspective of Marty's mom, but it's still just like, can you just like not have that joke? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. It could have been left but, on the cutting room floor pretty easily or the writer's room. Just maybe like, but, no, we don't need that. Yeah. There's, there's uh, stuff in this dystopian 1985 that i do like a lot like um like everything is really run down but there is a lot of neon outside <laughs> there certainly is. man <laughs> dude it's we're gonna get to like 2048 or whatever the hell it is and it's gonna be like straight up blade runner and tyler's gonna be like well they have all of my personal information i don't have any of my original organs anymore i'm slave to this company but look at all the neon <laughs> All I am is a head, like, attached to a trash can with wheels, and I'm just, like, taking pictures of neon. Or yeah, something. you're just like, man, yeah, thing are, things aren't so bad. Yeah, I have six <laughs> cybernetic arms, and I don't blink anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, aside from that, I like his, uh, his, what, his henchmen. Yeah. His henchmen. <laughs> They're just the same guys from, like, the 50s, <laughs> but the guy with 3D glasses, like, the paper ones in the first movie, yeah. he has, like, these cool-ass, like, aviator 3D glasses. They all got, like, and... a cowboy casino upgrade. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's, instead of uh, 50s Billy Zane, it's now Cow Billy Zane, because he's a cowboy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, as, after the big hit... Um, Marty asks his mom, like, where's his dad? And she says, well, your your dad died. Like, he was murdered. And Marty's like, no. So he goes to the cemetery. Doc Brown comes there as well when he finds out that uh, George is dead. And he assumes that Marty will kind of eventually end up there, I guess. Yeah, he's, what, kinda... like, Christmas future or whatever? Exactly. He goes to Christmas future, and he just points at the grave aggressively <laughs> at Marty. He's like, hmm. And Marty's Scrooge McDuck. Marty is Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> <laughs> clutching the sports almanac close to his breast. His chicken breast. Uh, his chicken Don't call me a chicken. <laughs> yes. His duck breast. Uh, yeah, um, we get a alternate timeline for Dummies Lesson via Doc Brown back at like this destroyed lab. And uh, yeah, we learned that in order to set things right, we can't go to the future. We have to go to the past, to 1950, to before Biff even got the sports almanac from old Biff. So our adventure begins once again. We travel back time to 1950s. Coincidentally, the oh, I think before that, Marty is able to extract the information from evil 1985 Biff for where and when he gave himself the sports almanac. And it's... Curiously enough, the time period where Marty was uh, in the past in 1950 in the first movie. Yeah. And so yeah. that's a whole other layer because there's Marty 1985 and then there's also Marty 1985. 
and there's two yeah. of them now in there's 1955. two Martys. Oh, but don't forget, um, Biff. It's revealed that Biff is the one that killed Marty's dad, right? And that he tries to kill Biff. Or he tries to kill Marty before he like j- jets off to the fucking past to like go fix everything. And this is where everything gets convoluted. <laughs> yeah, there's literally a scene where like old Biff is hiding behind a tree, watching young Biff, and between those two, in foreground and background, Marty pops up into. <laughs> young biff's car between the two and i'm just like at that point my brain was just like sputtering a little bit I'm like this is too much <laughs> like it's like the whole yeah, thing with prisoner of azkaban yeah. where they're like following each other but like to even more complex degree it's like yeah, there's a yeah. did you guys ever play bioshock infinite yeah there's that moment where like booker has like cognitive dissonance or whatever where like he's remembering a past that didn't really happen to him and his nose starts to bleed yeah i just remember that i'd don't really like like the whole last third act of bioshock infinite because i remembered that it had to do with that stuff yeah and basically i, I was kind of thinking about that when all this stuff is happening at the same time i'm just like like everyone should be having just like a headache and a nosebleed yeah yeah well i think that like if we were to be uh, i mean as much as they bring up like the whole like it should cause a time space continuum like explosion and everything should end like there's like there's so many points in this movie where everything should have just exploded, but it didn't. Well, we find out you just passed out. Which I'm like, that's kind of a bright side, I guess. But then, I guess if you're stupid enough, it doesn't work on you, because Biff talks to himself, but in old Biff, says, we're we're related, and nobody passes <laughs> out. Or the universe direct explode. interference. <laughs> yeah, so I I that might be a funny thing in a time travel movie, just like to prove if you're that stupid, just to, like you won't cause yeah. a paradox because you. You're just not smart enough to know that's you. <laughs> yeah. Because I forgot what yeah, the exact dialogue is. But yeah, it's basically like that word. Like 55 Biff is just too dumb to like comprehend mm-hmm. it. But um, uh, yeah, I will say like uh, Thomas F. Wilson, who plays Biff and Griff, like he's just really good. <laughs> like especially as Griff, because I forgot to mention that Griff is just he is like way more aggressive than Biff mm-hmm. and he's just like really loud and like tightened. He's just like yeah. always shouting really loud. And, but like, his, his face Griff! also articulates in the most interesting way, the way that he does all this. It's so overacted, but it's so perfect. Yeah. He has like he cybernetics exactly installed doing. everywhere. Like I feel like he has cybernetics in his mouth and voice almost too. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you could almost do this movie with Gary Busey and Jake Busey. <laughs> Because I feel like in some ways Jake Busey is like a m- even more aggressive Gary Busey, but that's my little note. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so back in the fifty. 50- oh, oh go I'm ahead, sorry. Tom. No, just like when uh, I just remembered because when they are talking to each other, old Biff and young Biff, mm-hmm. like uh, young Biff was just yelling at Marty or somebody, and then he comes back to his car, and then the old Biff's just sitting in it. <laughs> funny because biff's just young biff's just like get the hell out of my car old man like he just thinks he's some random guy yeah. and just like imagining like just thinking of that mental image is just like really funny it's just like there's just an old man sitting in your car that you just paid like 300 dollars for it's like what the hell's going on right so marty hides in the back of this car old biff and young biff go to a, the i think the garage of where okay of the garage where all this stuff is going down. Um, the exchange of the almanac happens. And yeah, Marty's able to witness it. And it's just it's just a big game of keep away the almanac. Yeah, I'm not I'm not even gonna like sugarcoat it. It's a big keep away. It's a big giant game of keep away 
keep away the almanac for like the rest of like the half hour of this movie that's all it is yeah yeah and i think that's the part that i disliked the most of the part part of this movie was definitely the part where they were like redoing all the scenes from back to the future one and just doing the keep away thing because it was mm-hmm. just like i yeah i watched this movie already <laughs> like yeah i felt like cheated even though i watched it on netflix <laughs> like it's just <laughs> yeah. like um it's like if i it's like i felt almost like i paid money for it but if i if i paid money for it in a theater and it was just like i already saw all these scenes like this feels like you just showed me the same movie again and i paid for this <laughs> like, yeah it's just i mean they're the really banking off the that... nostalgia like that mm-hmm. nostalgia yeah. from that first movie and everybody loving the first movie so much but i don't know it's... maybe at the time it like hit off really well in the theaters but watching it now i'm just kind of like all right cool like <laughs> yeah hopefully because it's like the whole thing with back to the future like there's so much nostalgia it's like because it's like 80s and the 50s and then back to the future part two is funny because there's the 80s cafe so it's like it's commenting on yeah. nostalgia a little bit but it's also just being over nostalgic about its own content so it's yeah. just like it's it just gets to a point where i'm just like yeah exactly it's just a giant infinite loop of time travel and nostalgia and just like stop (laughs) just calm down like let's just do something else with this movie but um i don't know yeah i I like the first half a lot but then yeah this just gets it's kind of spirals so just eventually finally marty of course gets a sports almanac away from biff he narrowly avoids a horrible death by car <laughs> with a little hoverboard, his hoverboard that he kept from the future. Uh, Biff crashes into a shit truck. Marty and Doc escape in the flying DeLorean during a during the same lightning storm that's supposed to take Marty back to the future. Um, <laughs> Doc because... won't land the ship for some reason during oh, this lightning storm. The ship. Well, before they're chasing Biff and... Uh, Marty's like, oh, just just uh, land on top of his car. We'll crush him. And then Doc Brown's like, we're in a DeLorean. He's in a forty-six Ford. We'll turn into a, or forty-six Ford. We'll turn into tinfoil. Eighties like, <laughs> car joke. Oh, it's just a comment on the DeLorean more than it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Of, of all cars, it's just like super shitty. It's just yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. The DeLorean's such an interesting piece of automotive history in like the weirdest and worst ways. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, do you know anything more about it than this movie? Because I don't... I There's don't a whole like thing it. about the DeLorean, but basically it was just like kind of a... Like uh, John DeLorean was this huge, you know, automotive designer and he was super famous for creating a lot of like classic car designs and stuff. And he was really good at what he did. Um, and then he, he struck off to make his own car the, and doing the DeLorean Motor Company. And they made some cars, but they weren't really great cars. And then there was a bunch of production issues and stuff and just a lot of like bad luck and like weird gambling and debts and there's a whole there's like a whole there's whole biographies dedicated to john delorean talking about like the kind of like downfall of him you know as a as a in in the automotive industry and stuff it's kind of sad but also super interesting i think there's a new netflix documentary out on it too but you can go check that out but the yeah it's 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 definitely cemented its place in automotive history because it it is the back to the future car you know Mm. uh Marty burns a sports almanac. Doc Brown's DeLorean is struck by lightning and sending, and it, he just disappears. A six six appears in the smoke, is what I saw. I don't know if that was just was it me. A six six or an eight eight or a nine? Because uh, it, it, it didn't he like hit something, and then like the the yeah, I remember like it the... showed that the it was like eighteen eighty five or whatever that his mm-hmm. like you yeah. know thing was set to. 
Yeah, and he hits it, and it's like Fritz <laughs> is back. You forgot to mention that Doc Brown interacts with Doc Brown in a very like beleaguered way. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess just... It, again, it just plays the theory home. If you don't know it's you that you're talking to, time won't break. But I feel like also if Doc Brown saw Doc Brown, especially in oh no, I guess it was fifty five. But at that point, he knows that there's time travel. So if he saw Doc Brown, he'd just be like, "Well, this is weird, but it makes sense." Like, yeah, he's Doc I Brown. So. I think he's more feared like the quantum physics aspect it's less like his own reckoning with it and more the universe being like two dog yeah. browns in the same place no yeah but then also like the rest of this movie is just filled with like potentially like universe ending moments so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just i like how much of this like uh hill valley like the main courtyard is just like the universal backlot and then the, all the the whole sequence at the end with biff driving around to go to the mm-hmm. uh dance and everything it's just uh-huh. like they're just like very blatantly driving through griffith park yeah, <laughs> it's just like yeah. all stuff that's like very california it's like oh no yeah. they're well i guess hill valley is california but it's definitely not los angeles <laughs> right right um yeah it's during this point marty thinks that doc is dead and that he was just disintegrated by a lightning yeah. bolt and i feel like he just forgot how he initially time traveled back to the past or back to the future when he was in 1950 before but he assumes he's dead. Um, a, just then, a man in a suit comes up to him from a ba- un- West Union, I believe, is what it uh, was. Western Union. Western yeah. Union, yeah. <laughs> he's like, we've had this envelope for 70 years, but we're told to never open it. Yeah. And nobody broke the seal. So like, okay, we delivered it to you. What's it say? We have a bet going on at the office. <laughs> and then, of course, it's from Doc Brown. He's alive in the 1800s. And Marty's like, it's the dog. He's alive. He's alive. <laughs> and I know where to go to. So he goes to the other Doc Brown in 1950s, which he just left in the first movie. <laughs> and Doc nearly has a heart attack. And he, he says, I need your help to go to the past. And the Doc's like, he just passes out in the movie. Oh. It ends. And then we get a next time on Back Dude, to the Future. That was the craziest part of this movie to me was that they had a trailer for the next movie already in this movie. I was right? just like, this yeah. is something they don't do anymore. <laughs> like, I mean, it shows way too much of the third movie. It's like, right? show me like a couple scenes, but like it shows like six scenes or something. I was it's almost like, like, I don't need to watch this movie anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, it's really strange. It's like very like nos- nostalgic for the like its own it's just like very like confident of its own uh franchise basically but they did shoot them back to back um which explains it because it came out the next year but it's also just as strange it's like maybe just like show a little intro thing where it's just like it shows like, doc in doc the old arriving. west and, mm-hmm. yeah instead yeah. they show like the whole <laughs> like the whole movie basically that would be very like of like marvel avengers of them to like show just a teaser you know but the, i yeah. don't know it was just it just felt very 80s it was just like yeah this is gonna be like a serial or whatever and i think like spielberg loved that kind of shit right like the yeah old, it definitely like, feels yeah sorry go ahead yeah i mean just like the old serials and stuff uh that like he grew up with so i don't know maybe there was a little bit of that in there Spielberg's like yeah 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 <laughs> We were just furiously like masturbating inside the crowd. Just like, yeah, more fucking birds of the future. <laughs> this is definitely a boy movie. <laughs> this is like our male dominated podcast. 
Was that, was uh, that yeah, too much? Yeah, coming to do Back to the Future Part 3 with us is Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh, no. And Elon Musk. And Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Me and that's Tyler real, have That's words. real spliff tannin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how Back to the Future Part 2 ends with a cliffhanger for Back to the Future 3. Or an ad for Back to the Future 3. Yeah, I do like when Marty goes back in time to 85 or goes forward in time to 85 and then doc's like oh great and then marty shows up right behind him like you said it's just really yeah. funny it's like god i can't go can't catch a break basically like yeah, it's just, dude, like, can you really imagine exhausting. being that doc brown and like his whole like year that year was just dealing with fucking time traveling marty's just coming in yeah. just like i need you to send me somewhere i need you to send me somewhere i'm back here again i need you to send me somewhere oh i'd say He'd have a heart attack, but if he went to that like rejuvenation place that replaced his colon, like they could probably just give him a new heart too. Oh, that's true. Right. Yeah, he's got to wait like a good amount of years till he gets to the future, though. He's in a hell of his own creation. <laughs> <laughs> uh. well, do you guys have any uh, final notes on Back to Future Two? I guess we like this is actually a short episode. It is. Uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about before we wrap it up? Uh, I mean, I, I found it, like, more entertaining than I remember it being. Like, I remember my dad really loving the first, you know, showing me the first Back to the Future, and, like, it was, like, one of his favorite movies and stuff, and then he was like, yeah, and the other ones are, like, they're they're all right, but they're just, you know, in declining, you know, entertainment value. But the second one, I was, you know, pleasantly surprised at how much of it stood up, because I thought it was going to feel a lot uh, cheesier. I don't know if that's the right word, but a lot it wouldn't have held up as well as it is as it did so i was pretty pleasantly yeah. surprised by that hmm. i Got thought me. it was just okay yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was an okay fine movie i expected a lot more from it i in my mind i think i built it up to be a better successor to back to the future than it actually was so i came off of being like yeah. well that was okay I, I wish jennifer was more involved and had something yeah. to do but you know here we are it's just fine yeah, like I said before, I really like the first half and just all of the future stuff that they were like trying to predict. <laughs> um, the second half, like I like all the stuff where it's like Biff is basically Trump. I like that in like a horrifying way, but <laughs> um, then it just gets a little, not even that it gets like confusing, it just gets convoluted and reductive because it just goes back to like the same. It goes back to a lot of events that happened in the first movie. And it's just mm-hmm. like, a hat on a hat or something like it's just too much for me um so yeah it's a lot more uneven than the first one uh so i guess i like the first one better but i have a list of things that i wrote down specifically <gasps> in notes that i uh had to bring up just to make sure since we have a little bit of time nice <laughs> all the little things i like about this movie <laughs> uh to start off all of the flex capacitor needs is like two banana peels and yeah. a miller to fuel it <laughs> Yep. I thought it was I thought it was a Mountain Dew the first movie when we were talking with Joseph, but it's actually just like a Miller beer, so it's like even less energy probably than Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> so it's because they go back and forth in time so much in this movie. I'm like, yeah, I guess that's all the fuel they need. It's not like they have to like replace an isotope or something. What if you like jammed a bunch of cocaine in there? Would that give your engine like a whole bunch of pep? <laughs> Dude, this is the '80s, so I'm sure that. <laughs> yeah. it would, you know? <laughs> they had more more of that than they had banana peels sitting around. So. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I like that the Cubs win the World Series in this movie, and they predict they uh apparently this movie predicts Trump being elected because the Cubs win the World Series in this, and then the Cubs win the World Series in real life. 
which is apparently some weird theory that somebody came up with. I don't remember where that originates. Those are my favorite when people start, like, The Simpsons predicts the future or, like, yeah. The Simpsons offers, like, the worst knee-jerk reactions of, like, humanity, yeah. and they just have to be right most of the time yeah. when it comes to people being horrible. Yeah. And the Back to the Future, it's, that's just silly. I don't know. That's people looking for stuff that isn't there. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that people look for that's not there in Back to the Future. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I like it when Marty Jr., who's basically Fry from Futurama, he's just, like, kind of a big dummy. I like it when he gets, like, hit by a car. And then he's just like, I'm walking here, I'm walking yeah. here. And I like that, and that I really don't like it, because it makes no sense. It's just an homage to a 70s movie. Yeah. Does it make you think of Midnight Cowboy? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, what does this have anything to do with this movie? It's just because like they're film nerds, but it doesn't really like... It's not like a motivated reference. No, you know? no. If anything, that's... it just reinforces the characters a schmuck. Like, I, I don't know, Like <laughs> that's that's all it does for like the story, I guess. Yeah. He also does say, like, hey, don't drive tranked. And then when the cops drop off uh, Jennifer at the house, they say something about being tranked again. I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay, so I guess, like, people don't drink beer anymore. They just take heavy, like, horse tranquilizers all the time. <laughs> like, everyone's, like, really fucked up all the time in the future, I guess. The designer the designer drug of the future is horse tranquilizers. We're not too far off. People take ketamine all the time, so. Uh, I guess. Jeez Louise. What a world, right? Yeah. Um, Marty, old Marty wears two ties, and neither of them fit in the middle of his shirt, and it's really weird. I like that. There's a design pattern that they should align, but they don't. <laughs> I like Doc's currency case that he just keeps around a case of differing money depending yeah. on time. That's a nice little That's thing. Smart. Uh, I like that Billy Zane has no lines once again. <laughs> And I guess the last thing I wrote down is just gotta get pooped on. Gotta get pooped on. In reference to the manure that Biff crashes into? Yeah, because I guess it's not a Back to the Future movie unless you crash into a big thing of manure, which is probably one of my favorite things out of these, out of this like franchise. Like, uh, if I haven't made it clear already, it's just like, yeah, like I liked these movies as a kid, but like I was never huge on them, kind of like, like Joseph is. Um, I was just never like a huge fan, but I just always would reference falling into a big thing of manure because that's just like comedy gold, kind of. <laughs> I didn't realize so. that was a big staple for the movie, and then like I watched both these movies, and I'm like, I'm guess it is. I'm waiting for Biff's great grandfather to fall into a vat of to get shoved into poop too, and the yeah, third one, B- Buford Mad Dog Tannen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Buford Mad Dog Tannen to get thrown into poop. It's gonna be hysterical. Yeah, everybody loves a good crash into poop joke. Poop so. jokes never get boring. <laughs> I, I can uh, attest to that. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Because I am not being sarcastic. I, I think that 100%. <laughs> um, do you guys want to play a game? We can play a very light Back to the Future game that I didn't know why I'd think of it sooner for our first episode. Yes. If you could visit any time period, well, <laughs> you know, I thought about that too. <laughs> I thought about that because we were just like tired. I think after at the last, uh, the first Back to the Future episode, it was like eleven o'clock when we were done. It was it was late. Yeah, which I guess is late for us. <laughs> we're old men. Just let us have it. Yeah. So yes, sorry. Go ahead, Connor. If I could live in a past time, I feel like I don't know. Um. I would like to be in like England in eighteen like eighteen like twenty two or something, but be an aristocrat. I think that'd be kind of fun. 
Mm. You just, wish you were a, a Puritan. <laughs> if I was a Puritan, I think, but some of them are Catholic in that in that time period in England. Yeah, but you would follow around. Uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> James Cromwell. <laughs> Wait, not James Cromwell. That's the guy from Babe. Um, <laughs> Oliver Cromwell. <laughs> Oliver Cromwell. Oh, the the short priest guy who tries to woo Lizzie Borden. I don't know, but he just oh. goes around walking around London, going like, "Hey, no dancing! I'll beat the shit out of you! No dancing!" It's- oh, that's that's the opposite of the man I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah, they should make a reboot of. I <laughs> would. Okay, sorry. Are you done with yours? Because I have one for me. Either that, or I'm going to. Oh, I feel like I'm. I exist in just England in general, and I'll live in the time where my fair lady is, because I think I, I I have a like, deep desire to play the leading guy in that musical for some reason. Just to risk. Mm. Damn! 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 <laughs> So I think that's fun. <laughs> Never got to play him. Always wanted to. <laughs> um, I would go back <laughs> to the 1800s with a VHS copy of Flashdance, and I would show that. I would project. I guess I would need a projector and like some sort of steam power energy, and show everybody that movie so that Oliver Cromwell will have a new idea and he'll become the bad guy in Flashdance. Oh. <laughs> like. He'll be like, no dancing in this town. We should have a battery-powered projector, Tyler. What? Like a battery-powered projector. Uh, Did they have batteries back then? You could just get a battery. No, no, I think he's implying that you bring one from the future. Yeah, because you said you're bringing a videotape or something. (laughs) All I have is all I have is the VHS so and the TV, but I just I'm able to convert it from like a steam-powered thing, so it's just really loud, so you can't even (laughs) hear what's happening. Yeah, that's just hearing like maniac, oh, but like <laughs> faintly through the sounds of this jump, 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 jump. And then I, I just changed British music forever. <laughs> so you're just going back to break time. Yeah, and then Oliver Cromwell's cut. Wait, who's a musician from 1800s England? I don't know him. I don't know, man. <laughs> he said he sends a pigeon to his cousin. He goes. Yo, 1800s musician guy, I heard the sound you're looking for, and it's just maniac. Hey, Beethoven, you know that new sound you were looking for? Get Beethoven's a load of this! not British. <laughs> this sucks so bad. I wish I had more historical references. Hey, yo, Sir Francis Bacon! <laughs> hey, Salieri! <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're way off on the era for these musicians, too. Oh, <laughs> for sure! Uh, yep. Send us your music theory best guesses for the time period we should or for what musicians Tyler should be really sending things to in the 18th century. Yeah, Ryan, what do you got? Like where I would go or what music yeah. I would send? Both. <laughs> Both. I guess I guess the era that I would go to is I mean the 80s for me are just really interesting. I know it's kind of like a it seems like kind of a boring because I don't like. Being an Asian guy, like <laughs> like going back into certain time periods in the United States maybe is not the most advantageous. So I don't want to go too far back, but the 80s yeah. seemed like, you know, a, a time that's like referenced a lot. That would be interesting to like kind of observe. And I didn't like mm. get to live through that. So that might be kind of entertaining. Yeah. Go see hey, some of the movies. That's yeah. another problem with Back to the Future and the entire time travel genre is that like... It's kind of a whitewashed genre because... Yes. The uh, fact that I feel safe to travel anywhere in time. Yeah. For basically everybody else, it's just like, uh, well, this sucks. Yeah, like, it'd be a problem if I traveled backwards. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I suppose you're right. Or you are right. 
Would no, you travel there, to the there's future, like a though, sweet Ryan? spot. I can go too far, and it also depends on which country I'm gonna be in. Like, I mean, mm. I'm sure if I'm in like certain places, it's probably like a little bit better than others. But yeah, with those considerations in mind, I'd probably check out the '80s. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, you could have big hair. Oh man, <laughs> my 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 hair would be so big and so frizzy. You could have like a giant pompadour or something. Yeah. Oh, dude, that would be so fucking cool. I could look like I could look like a fucking like you know like the like Japanese like um, not yakuza but like like street punks or whatever. Yeah. Like, you yes. know with the pompadours and stuff. Oh my. Or yeah. Oh my god, that'd be so fucking cool. Like JoJo's our adventure up in here. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. I looked up a huge list of 1800s British musicians, and I have no idea who the fuck these people are. They're not famous at all? No. Well, who cares, son? Hey, John Elcock, I got that new sound you're looking for. He was an organist. Yeah, he can play. That was Maniac. There's a guy named John Bacchus Dykes. I wish my middle name was Bacchus. 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 All right. Well, this is Back to the Future Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it. Uh, let us know what you think about this movie. Uh, at us on Twitter, uh, at FranchisePod on Instagram, FranchisePod on Facebook, The Franchise. Email us at thefranchisepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you think about Back to the Future Part 2 and how we're dead wrong. Thanks so much, guys, for having me on. Um, things that I got going on right now, not a whole lot, but you can definitely check me out at Ryan Hasegawa. That's R-Y-A-N-H-A-S-E-G-A-W-A on Instagram. That's usually where I'm posting any of my updated stuff, anything I'm working on, anybody, you know, they're just the usual ramblings and stuff on a story. But yeah, if you can check me out, that'd be great. Connery, what do you have to plug? Um, if you enjoy the sound of my voice and you also enjoy tabletop role-playing games, you might want to check out me along with four other friends as we do Starship Impala, which is a um, role-playing game podcast, and we basically play Starfinder, and we have a really great time. Over 100 hours of content waiting for you to discover. It's grand old fun. And uh, yeah, if you want to follow me on Twitter, um, it's at Connery Hanson, spelled with a K. If you're an artist and you're listening to this, I'm looking for artists for my comic book, please call me or something god yeah i saw you on twitter replying to someone saying like hey i have yeah. a project maybe <laughs> I, I i just don't know i, I don't want to like blur out the project i want the internet to steal it so i have to like feel like yeah, i don't almost talk to people like a bot it's 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 horrible and my lack of internet presence i feel like it's gonna come and bite me in the butt uh yeah whatever yeah <laughs> you'll find someone exactly i know it fingers crossed yeah. Uh, I already plugged all our stuff. Please give us ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud too. I think. Yeah, and Spotify. Uh, give us five stars if you like what you're hearing. Do we and have a guest for part three yet? Yes, we have a guest, and their name is TBD. Oh. <laughs> I think I got someone lined up. Oh, good. So in the meantime, wait. Ryan's messaging me. Oh, what did you say? This is the part where the music's lining up. He says, yeah, because I asked him what his social media was. Yeah! <laughs> well, thanks, everybody, and we'll see you in the future. Da, 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 da.
Great Scott!